1: The following podcast
0: is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
2: Smash Pod Royale. Stop. Look. He's gunning for trouble. Double O seven. It spells Bond. Shocking. He's the idol of every woman. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. The envy of every man. The nemesis of the treacherous Mr. Goldfinger.
3: Hello and welcome to Smash Pod, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate or just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. This week we'll be activating Operation Grand Slam as we throw our hats into the golden ring to chat about Goldfinger. And joining me to hang around in, frankly, two small romper suits are a pair of the smoothest, suavest gentleman actors you're likely to find at this time of day anywhere in the world. Rufus Wright. Hello, John. And Alistair Petrie. Hello, John. It's a joy to have you both on. Thank you very much. What a joy. It is. It's the, um, I don't know what it is. What is it? The
4: double act. The double O. Yeah, it is. It's the isn't double it? O. Yes. yes. Yet to
5: appear, well, John asked if we'd appeared on screen together, and of mm. course, memorably in Lucan.
4: Yes, we've done.
5: Actually, that's probably
4: uh, Lucan. Uh, obviously, the, um, the 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 you know the thing in space. Star Wars Rogue One, uh, Rogue and One. Um, there'll be others which we'll
5: we'll discover. Of course, we share no screen time in Rogue One because, as Rebel scum, he ferrets around in the Earth, dressed mm. in very much khaki clothes and winning. Just winning. Mm. Winning? Debatable. Well, Mm. Well, let's revisit that Uh, at another date. And I hang around in space on a massive battle cruiser, firing at will. and Will. Yeah, yeah, dying, dying to be fair, after five seconds on screen. Which but is losing in my book. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: I'm afraid you, yeah. I'm afraid that the jury is very much in. You did lose yeah, that particular right. battle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, but you
4: had a hell of an outfit. I did. You have a better outfit. They did that kind of very sheer, well-cut grey thing. I was in sort of combats. And
3: you have like a, a gilet, It is a, gilet. <laughs> it's a yeah. little gilet.
4: Yeah. Plus, also, I have five, um, I have a sort of a, a dice face, the five of dice, five of... On a, if, so I, I always five thought
3: they
4: strep, were tuned. Streps. They were known as, uh, how many strepsils? i got five streps. Oh, OK. You get... Uh, you get quite a nice narrow collar. Is that I, fair to d- say? Yes. That sort of, but that also means you can be throttled by Vader at any point. Well, you can be throttled by the suit itself. You know, sitting
5: down in that thing was not easy. Knee-length boots, black boots for a start, and then quite a, quite a generous jodhpur trouser, but then the top was, you know... Buttoned and, oh,
4: my God, it was really hard sitting down. That's, that's what rebels say in space. You're being fired upon and you go, but this outfit, yes. it is deeply uncomfortable. Exactly. Presumably
3: yeah. you two have a, a fun time at conventions. Yes. had, a, had
4: did, did 12 months of it um, mm. and did. And actually, the one thing I would take away from the convention, and I don't know what Rufus is thing, but I was, I was a little nervous about what to expect. Yeah. Um, but I learned several things, one of which um, the organiser just said, Star Wars fans, very committed. They come in for two hours between sort of 9 and 11, then they're gone. And that was true, so they know exactly what they're getting. But in fact, one day someone turned up with this amazing poster from 1977, and this person had travelled the world getting signatures. And it was put in front of me, and they said, "Would you sign it?" And I looked, and I thought, "Bloody hell! It's the old, you know, the proper one with Luke Skywalker holding up his his lightsaber." And that was the thing that that was when it hit me. I thought, "I, I have the right to sign my name next to." you know, the Harrison Ford's of this world yeah, and yeah. Um, Carrie Fisher. And I thought that was a very cool moment. But what I love about those conventions, actually, is that they do bring an enormous amount of people together. And I think that's very rather special, I have to say.
5: Yeah, yes. yeah. No, I've, I've, I haven't i have done as many as Alistair, but I've done a couple and they are terrific fun. Mm. They're full of, uh, they're very different worlds. The cosplayers don't mix with the Autograph Hunters and the Autograph Hunters don't really mix with the kind of merchandise seekers. And the gamers don't mix. Do you know what I mean? It's all do, under yeah. one.
4: It's a very broad church, the world of Comic-Con. Mm. But it's, what's interesting about the guests is that who are the real rock stars? So, yeah. one I went to. So, Dean Cain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolute rock star. I right. mean, he cues around the block. And also the original Power Rangers. Right. Really, really. Uh, okay. So, if you were, when you got that call going, would you come in and audition for a show about... I don't know, fighting rangers who might have powers, then you think, oh, really? Do that convention. And the other two major rock stars who had their own little um, uh, sort of p- private section, sort of dressing room within the dressing rooms, mm-hmm. uh, was um, uh, Back to the Future, Biff uh, oh, yeah. and... Tony Wilson. I think uh, it is it Tony, Will- Thomas. Tony. Thomas oh, Wilson? Thomas. Thomas Wilson. That's right, Tom Wilson. <laughs> uh, Tom Wilson and uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, wow. And I think their value was a double act goes up. Yeah, if you go those two, but uh, And the other one, Crispin Glover as well, who everyone says is quite eccentric. Yeah, very yes. good thing. Very. Like his
3: dad, who was in a Bond film. Oh, was he? Julian Glover. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be. Yeah, Bruce, he was in Diamonds Are Forever as Mr. Wint or Mr. Kid. one of the two. Are oh, really? Kidd, is that Julian Glover's dad? Um, Chris, sorry, Crispin, Crispin, Crispin Glover. Glover's not father. Not Julian Glover's dad, yeah, yeah, Crispin Glover's dad. Really? Just as eccentric and strange. Brian yes. Glover's nephew. Brian Glover's nephew, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> he the, he the one who remembers the Alamo. <laughs> uh, talking of costumes, you've... Rufus, yes. have arrived as Sean Connery and Goldfinger. Yeah. This is excellent radio, by the way. But yeah, um, we'll, well take, we'll take some photos it. and we'll yeah. stick them up. You're wearing so it, Goldfinger it, suit. Amazing.
4: And also, he carries it off. There's, there's, there is a scene, and I don't know we'll get to it, Goldfinger, where um, he's got, uh, Sean Connery's got his hand in his left pocket and he turns around and he carries off that very light is it, what is it, light wool?
5: Yeah, I think it is. I mean, this is this is a this isn't absolutely screen accurate, as mm-hmm. the cosplayers say, because I am a cosplayer today. <laughs> that's what I yes, am. You are, yes, you um, are. This isn't screen accurate because his is actually very, very fine Prince of Wales check, whereas this is just kind of grey. Uh, but I think it's I think it's wool. And uh, I did got you the have tie it made? Right. No, no it's just a reese off the peg, darling. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, the tie, the shirt. It's
4: yeah, it's hopefully roughly right. Mm. but uh, you can you can pull it off very kind you really can not in here though <laughs> yeah exactly please are well, children present that suits the Goldfinger <laughs> oeuvre mm. it certainly
3: does talking good. of which it's a good film isn't it
4: yes it's very high up there yeah yeah it's very very high up there um, i I loved revisiting it, I have to say, I yeah. really, really did, and there was so many things about it, I don 't know we 'll get to it, but there were so many things a- about it that struck me, and I did think the you know the, the the brilliant and the great tradition of bond credits coming up at the beginning of the film mm. love that fantastic, and I thought, oh, here we go when there is a credit which says continuity girl, mm. continuity girl mm. I thought right, this is going to be very interesting indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whether yeah. that's sort of carried through throughout the entire film and, you know, the dink and the slap on the ass, and all of that kind of thing. And it yeah. started for me with Continuity Girl, and I thought this would be a very interesting thing to revisit now. Yeah,
5: uh, we'll come to the, the feminist reading of this film. I haven't actually kind of looked up. I'm sure there are essays about the feminist oh, reading I'm of sure. Goldfinger, but my goodness, there's a lot there to mine. Yeah, uh, pun intended. Yeah. Gold mine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. anyway, we'll get to that. Mm.
3: <clears throat> but it's, it's kind of like the perfect machine now because you've had Dr. No from Russia with Love where you're just testing everything out. When you get to Goldfring, it's like, this is it. This is the finished product. Mm. This is how they're all going to be from now on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just brilliant. But it begins with him having a bird on his head. Yeah. Not for the first <clears throat> time. Yeah, Blonde duck.
4: Yeah. Mm. Also wearing... Um, because as it transpires, we know he has to. But he also wears a really interesting, rather satin wetsuit.
5: Mm. Which
4: is, I don't know whether that's a dry suit or what it is, but it's rather mm. satiny for, for reasons that I'm sure we'll get to. But the duck on the head. And I would love to know whether there is any specific research about when they were building that, that, that sequence. I think you should have a duck on your head. Yes. yeah,
5: Or a sea, isn't it a seagull? It's a seagull, I it think. It might be a seagull. Could be a duck. He throws it away with such disdain. Mm. When, he, <laughs> when it's time to take it off. He does. He goes, and you can just see, he's like, right, that's... It's like I've been shat on by enough of these. Yeah, they yeah. This car. is not the most dignified end. You won't see Daniel Craig stepping out of the water with a seagull set of tape to the top of his
3: head. Uh, but but more do you think? Sean,
4: but do you think Sean? Sean sort of just said uh, when they sort of said this is the idea, and he went, "Yeah, no, okay, good. Hmm. I'll wear." <laughs> yeah, it, but it is a seagull. It is Sean. Fine.
3: Yeah, fine. If it was a duck, it's a no. I'm not, doing, <laughs> seagull, I'm not doing any fine. Yeah,
4: fine, because seagulls have a certain <clears throat> panache.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too. He's they, wearing a, a suit the same colour as a seagull as well, under the, underneath. Well, I, 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 I'm, I, I, okay.
4: You have a problem with this. Oh, yeah, Go because,
5: on. well, Bond, legendarily Bond is seen in a dinner jacket, right? Black tie in a dinner jacket. Yeah. This is always the cliche. And in fact, I think it's in Daniel Craig's contract that he can't wear a dinner jacket in any other film that he's no. making at the moment while he's still under contract as Bond. The reason, presumably, Bond is always in a dinner jacket is because he's just come from a casino or he's just about to go to the ambassador's house or he's got dinner at the Bank of England or something important like that. Yes. Um, and he needs to fit in and look good. And so it's under a wetsuit or he puts a wetsuit over it or something like that, which is great. He's on his way to a belly button, a belly button, a belly, button <laughs> belly dancing uh, kind of cafe. Yeah. Uh, And he's wearing a dinner jacket. He's the only one there in a dinner jacket. So he already has got the dress code wrong because you're not supposed to wear a dinner jacket unless everyone else is wearing a dinner jacket. Mm. So he's got that wrong and he's sticking out. He's actually drawing attention to himself. The other thing is he's wearing a white dinner jacket. And do either of you know when you should, the only time you should wear a white dinner jacket? When you're serving drinks. Well, it's, cl- it's when you're the host of the party, when you're entertaining. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, wow. You see, this
4: is why Rufus gets paid the yeah. big bucks. Exactly. So in
5: yeah. America, it's all about the you know the the climate. In the summer, you can wear a white dinner jacket. But in Britain, it's much more to do with your role at the party. And if you are the host of the party, either in your house or somewhere else, you can wear the white dinner jacket. Um, so unless Bond is planning on hosting a smart black tie event in this belly button shop,
4: uh, <laughs>
2: which he's, you, he's out of okay, place, but he's got could it wrong.
4: you argue? that in a way he is hosting all of us yes. at the party of Bond. Yes. So is it a potential sort of costume? Because you'd think a costume designer would absolutely have that down because they're so good. They wouldn't go, no, white looks nice, let's go for that. Do you think in their research they would perhaps we are being hosted by James Bond and it's the opening sequence of the film, so he's going, welcome to my party, would you like a sherry and come to my belly dancing <laughs> club? I just sort of feel that the, the,
5: the dinner jacket cliche for Bond has taken off within is this the third movie yes it's only the third movie and already it's like right bond is always in a dinner jacket so he starts this movie in a dinner jacket why he's not going to dinner he's not going to a casino he's we's totally he's totally, mis- is he's quite, totally mistressed you're
4: quite, I, I like the fact that it upsets you yeah um yeah. i'd be more concerned about the duck slash yeah. seagull issue but i am I'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna defer to you.
5: fine would
3: you yeah. be upset if he was in a t-shirt and jeans Yes, you yes. would. Yes, mm. of course. But Raging. of course for a
5: British gentleman and I'm a bit of a dick about formal men's British formal wear. I wouldn't wear, say dick. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> for a me- for an English gentleman the the point is to f- to look right, to get it right. And so what
4: should he what what he sh- what should he have been wearing? A, a lounge
5: suit. suit or a yeah or a, or a linen, you know, a summer suit. <clears throat> With, a, you know, with a, a striped club tie and maybe a, a, a pastel green or blue shirt. I, don't oh, know, nice. I mean, no, we can get down to the loafers <laughs> if like, but, you know. like.
4: <laughs> oh, those paint. And socks, obviously yeah, socks. of course. Always socks.
3: Always yeah, socks. If <clears throat> um, but he, he plants a, a sausage bomb, mm. which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. It's like those sausage-making machines. It's quite phallic. There's mm. also
4: there's zero subtlety to that bomb. No. And I guess the idea of squeezing out so much of the white toothpaste implies that this is a big, big bomb. Yeah. Um, but there is no subtlety to it, which I, I agree. And he's he's a good he's, he's a dab hand at it. But that's a that's a big bang. Mm. With also, I love the the little golfing pencil you just sort of stick in it. Yeah, mm. never quite understood how that works, but it's just you stick in a pencil, and that's when it's alive.
3: Yeah. Yes, and I like the way he does it as well. With just checking the time, lighting mm. a, as he lights his cigarette, the bomb goes off. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Because he's blowing up Ramirez's drug factory, mm. and he says, "Mr. Ramirez won't be using heroin-flavored bananas anymore." <laughs> mm. Which, you know, is a terrible idea. Which yeah. I've used, and um, I just don't <laughs> think it really works. They're not very appealing. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so to celebrate exploding a warehouse, yeah. he goes to see the belly dancer, mm. and the, the, probably the, one of the, the most famous Bond scenes ever. They're in an embrace, and in her eye, he catches the reflection oh. of a baddie doesn't happen that's impossible no that is impossible yeah. Is yeah. It? why is it
5: impossible well if you look, in, look into my eye now Alistair, even more deeply than you
4: usually do yes I can, you can see, see behind me a wall <laughs> you won't uh, see any. I references. can tell you the colour of the wall is white <laughs> no it's not it's an egg yeah. box thing yeah. But, yeah. 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 No, but it's a good I think it's a good cinematic piece of oh, shit. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think it's a <clears> great <throat> thing because the, you know you've you got mirrors they would have been going glasses mm, mm. mirrors. eyeball if, yeah. it,
3: if it were to happen to you two you are actors so I'm going to put you in that Place. Mm. Would you use a woman as a human shield? <laughs> I think I've probably done it on two or three occasions, <laughs> um,
4: and actually, it it, it works. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's harsh.
3: That's one of the
5: first misogynist moments of the film. I wonder yep. if he does it to punish her for not warning him because she's Possibly. aware of the
3: assassin. Also for having an electric heater precariously placed by a bath.
5: Yeah, yeah. Because that,
3: <laughs> that's against everything. Like Lynn Ford's wood would go crazy if she's <laughs> on. <Yeah. laughs> well, it was, again,
4: props going, um, Sean, what do you think? A heater, toaster, mm. um, electric
3: kettle, mm, mm. you know.
4: Also, yeah, the heater's a weird one because
3: you're in a bath already why do you need I know it's not that cold and it's not a cold country I'm assuming with Ramirez as the name I'm assuming he's in South America Mm. and also if it is a place where you can source bananas infused
4: with heron or not it's probably a warm climate but maybe drying towels Mm. possibly
3: maybe her mother was staying and just likes it a little bit warmer in the bath that's true that's true now we're being misogynist yeah (laughs) <laughs> About mothers. About mothers. Mother Um So she gets knocked out and they have a fight, which is a bit weird. It's Bridget Jones, isn't it, yeah. basically? At it's... one point, he gets the guy's leg and just stretches it back and forth like he's doing physio on him.
4: Yeah. There are several weird fights in this film. Yeah. Uh, without preempting to where we will get to. There are mm. some very curious fights in this film, um, which I'm intrigued to know Quite why, because I don't some of the fights actually don't work very well. No, um, they don't quite. I, li- I like the style, and, and what, or rather, the the sort of there's one obviously that we'll get to towards the end, which is there's no underscoring at all apart from the yeah, mm. noise of the the thingy, um, in Fort Knox. But mm. so it's an odd one, yeah. Fights the um, I do think that the I don't know who the stunt coordinator slash fight director was on it.
3: Um, it was a drunk person. It was, <clears throat> it was probably the designer of the seagull. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah doubling yes, up. Yeah, in a dinner jacket. Uh, but the guy gets thrown in the bath, and obviously we get the very famous line of shocking, shocking, positively mm. shocking.
5: Mm.
3: Yeah, but then we go to Miami. We do, mm. which is a lovely piece of music, lovely scene setting, lovely in the plane. You know the yeah. plane, and that's. Yeah. I think of all those things, you're thinking right,
4: establishing shots. What do we do? I mm. think the plane and the welcome to Miami does mm. it. Yeah. yeah, really clearly. These days they put that on the screen. Those days they could use a plane. They could, they, yeah, yeah. Imagine the budget on that. Or maybe it was just flying past, and they went, second unit, get that, get, yeah. get that. We <laughs> yeah. might use that. That might yeah. be that kind of." But also, <laughs> Miami presumably doesn't have any iconic. You know, if you're in Washington, you go bang, shot of the needle, shot of the White House, you know where you are, and then yeah. it would say Washington DC. But welcome to Miami. There's a plane. Second unit, got it. Let's carry on. We've just got half a day's extra shooting. Yeah,
3: It's perfect. And he's getting yeah. massaged by Dink. Yeah, He
4: is. But I have a question about the hotel. Yes. Why, what is the culture uh, to say that if you are uh, Goldfinger yeah. and also uh, James Bond, mm. your decision is to go to one of the biggest sort of Lido's most overpacked swimming pools slash hotels in Miami? I thought maybe if you're a billionaire, you might be you know, a villa or a little boutique place. No, they are in Butlin's. Well, I was curious about what's that. So you know, your Goldfinger's travel agent going to Miami, fantastic. Um, we we've booked you a place. Yeah, they'd be fired because you'd true. think they'd be yeah. somewhere much nicer than that. Hell, Four well, I wouldn't want to go there. All you can eat buffet, <laughs> completely. Yeah, there is, and also local spirits. But if you want something imported, that's going to cost you. And I think Goldfinger wouldn't have that.
3: Or maybe that Goldfinger knows that here there's good people to take for a ride on the old cards. Yeah, but again. But you're not gonna. True, but you unless you're doing it for sort of fifteen twenty
4: quid, you know, you're not going to get the big bucks. That's those, true. Um, want a high roller, don't you?
3: Yeah, you want
4: you want octopusy. You want um, you know the the, the the major, the colonel, and octopusy, and the and the thingy. What the guy who
5: the guy who he's fleecing. I mean, that guy's just going to spend the money on like stuff for his kids, on you know, like souvenirs and ice cream. Also, he's an
4: idiot. He yes, yes, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, so, so it, uh, maybe it's a sort of, he's on a, a weird, it's a perverted vacation thing for Goldfinger. It's like, I'm going to go and mix with the hoi polloi and take them for a tenor and I'll feel like the king of the world.
3: I don't and know. And maybe that guy gets something out of being fleeced, humiliated. Yeah, Maybe he does. Yeah. Maybe it's a big kinky That's what I'm thinking. Guy, a, a guy. A, a
5: fat man sits opposite me with a massive earpiece and insists on sitting in the same place underneath a balcony every time. And he keeps I, winning <laughs> at cards.
4: And also, he also does that thing where he just goes, ah, uh, oh, what have you, uh, what have I, ah, oh, I've got this. And then he purposely puts his hand to his ear and he presses <laughs> his ear. It's like, I'm listening to someone talking to me. You're a fucking idiot. So give me a tank with and we can all go home. <laughs> yeah. But going back to the Dink thing, one, yeah. I, I'd yeah. like to know why Dink? Because it's a really strange name. I think they thought of it after she was mildly hit by a car. <laughs> it's a, so small dink Small dink Small dink yeah. And also I mean it is Having gone from Continuity Girl um, To uh, Using a woman As a human shield mm-hmm. And then slapping dink On the backside And saying um, Bugger off Men's talk Yeah Man talk Amazing <laughs> It is That's quite a Piece yeah. of Do you think we can Get away with that lads Yeah, yeah fuck yeah, it Be yeah, fine yeah. Felix Leiter, by the way, wearing a suit uh, Here we go. in an environment, back to suits.
5: Yep. The suit's not bad, yep. but if ever you approach a man on a beach or in a hotel who's wearing only swimming trunks and you're wearing a suit, you're almost duty-bound to say, you're a hard man to find.
3: Oh, that's true. You have
5: to do it. If, ever, yeah. if ever, for any reason you find yourself on a crowded beach in a suit somewhere abroad, you have to find someone right down by the water and just go, with a, preferably
3: with a briefcase in your hand, and say, yeah. you're a hard man to find. And Maybe. They will turn around and look at you. <laughs> Maybe he was gonna say that, but then he saw Connery put on that romper suit, yeah, and he just forgot. That. Oh my
4: god, that <clears throat> romper suit is <clears throat> a piece of work. May <clears throat> I also add in it's a toweling romper suit? Yeah. But interestingly, they don't. They cut away from him just as he sort of. Push, pushes it towards the floor in order to step into it. Mm. The editor's gone, I, I think that's not going to be a good look getting into suit.
5: Everything about that Terry Towning romper suit, everything. He's like
4: magnificent.
5: Yeah, the, <laughs> the, he's almost, I think, it, it bears rewatching, but I think he has a camel toe of some sort. High waisted ninety Early 90s jeans, mm. high waisted. And I mean, I, don't, I haven't got a top 10 list to hand, but of all the things that Connery has had to wear in the movies, the Mankini and Zardo's being right there at number
4: one.
3: You know, uh, the red... And, and
4: it can't, unassailable, you can't, there's nothing. To
5: can't be fair, he
3: wears those dungarees and Never Say Never Again with nothing on underneath them, and that's horrendous. Okay, yeah. But this yeah. has got to be up there, the Terry oh, yeah. Town suit from Goldfinger. Is... It's also got that horrible buckling mechanism on it that doesn't really do yeah. anything. Any but, kind of job.
5: But,
4: but when he's wearing it, you look at him and he walks, and you look at him and you do sort of... I mean, I watched it. I was willing him not to look good in it. I just thought, oh, come on, it's a baby, mm. baby blue romper suit with a, mm. with a sort of a Gucci buckle thing. Mm. And within 10 seconds, I did go... Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, he does pretty... rocket. He's wearing it. He can... I'm not sure there's anything he can't wear. You're lucky no. I didn't turn up in that today, aren't
5: you? I'm Imagine very that. pleased. I'm,
3: I'm sort of wondering if you've got it on underneath that suit. <laughs> to be really honest, can it's the sort we... of thing you do like you'd rip the suit in half like with Velcro. <laughs> Please tell me it's there. <laughs> <laughs> no. You can buy it now. Where? There's a, if you go to the 007 website. I'm plugging them now. Yeah, they've got like a. Posh company doing old reproductions of their old clothing lines, and it's one of the things you can buy from. Really, yeah.
4: We have a um, a mutual friend of ours, an actor called Robert Portal, and he has not not the um, not the baby blue sort of short romper suit, but he's got the very um, the towelling um, the robe that Connery wears in uh, I can't remember one, the one he's at the health club. Mm. Thunderball which is inappropriately short and he enjoys getting that out he actually owns the very uh, I don't know if it's the one but it is a replica of and he takes remarkable pleasure in sauntering around in that I bet he does yeah Yeah. take a breath exactly as he turns a corner he'll go
5: I'm doing this for you ladies Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) my back's a a little sore
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but as we established uh, Goldfinger he comes down the stairs he's playing with this guy and he's using an earpiece to be mm. fed what cards the guy's got. Yeah, massive earpiece. Yeah. Massive earpiece. But then right?
4: I did think that those, I think, were the, um, the style of hearing aid back yes. in the day, because I think my grand- grandmother had one. and I, So I sort of forgave it, actually, and went, ah, you know, you forgive a lot in Bond films anyway, and so you should. But um, it's so, he's kind of basically, but he, what he could have done is played that up and gone, so what? I can't, mm. what? Mm. But he didn't, but he's, because he's a better actor than I am, Gert.
3: <laughs> can't speak English, though. He was dubbed in this. <clears throat> what? Yeah, when yeah. you watch
4: it again, you can really see that.
5: An actor actually.
3: called Michael Collins,
4: who also went to the moon. Yeah, that's yeah.
3: amazing. And was the Irish freedom fighter. Yeah, so it's quite a life.
4: Also Liam Neeson. Yes, yeah. is that I? Yeah. That I didn't yeah. know.
3: Apparently his English was. He could only do it phonetically. He couldn't right. speak English properly, so they dubbed him. But yeah. the presence is there, all the same. No, yeah. I
4: no, I feel embarrassed and unprepared. I shouldn't. I should have. I, that's that's really changed my whole perspective of this film. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great but
3: performance. The the voice, the voice. It's you know, a gr- it's a great mm-hmm. performance. Yeah, mm. they used wow. to dub a lot in those early Bond films. Yeah, quite often unnecessarily so. Um. So, well, basically, Felix has told Bond to have a look at uh, Goldfinger. Yeah, he says that Goldfinger is British, but doesn't sound like it. He doesn't. Mm. He just sounds German. Mm. Uh, and, and basically, they want to have a look at him because he's, he's deemed to be reputable, but they think there's something dodgy about him. Um, so he decides to fuck about with his card game, basically. Worth a little side note on the Goldfinger thing, you
5: know, mm. that Sir Erno... He was, no, he was named after Sir Erno Goldfinger, mm-hmm. you know, yes, famous architect, Hungarian-English architect who yep. designed Trelik Tower and so on, based on a kind of... But I've also... Uh, I was at school with a Drax who was related to another Drax that Fleming knew, and there was also a Scaramanga... All of the camp, at nearly school. all no not, uh, <laughs> no but there wasn't a Scaramanga at school but there was a Drax at school whose great great uncle was blah 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 it was Dracula um, <laughs> and uh, Fleming named all of these villains he, after kind of little beefs he had about planning permission or you know Goldfinger yes that's things right like. and I think he he had a conversation about Goldfinger who wanted to demolish some flats in Hampstead so he could build his modernist, rather beautiful modernist houses, willow cottages. Mm. And uh, he and Fleming said, oh, I'm going to call my next villain Goldfinger. And Goldfinger found out about it and said, I'll sue you. And he said, yeah, change it. I'm going to call it Gold Prick. <laughs> this is true. I'm going to call it Gold Prick. And Goldfinger went, all right, all right, all right, all right. He said, you can have six copies of the book for free. And there you go. First edition
3: of it. Is, yeah. I would have said, all right, call it Gold Prick. See yeah. if anyone reads it. Exactly. Gold prick. Gold <laughs> prick. <laughs> Changes the song completely. Yeah.
2: Pod Royale.
4: Can't face those Twitter notifications. Forgot to watch anything but Netflix. Dreading the video conference small talk at nine. You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain
5: into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts? Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify
0: and all the usual places. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
6: Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum.
3: Um, yeah, so Bond goes up and he gets into the room in a very kind of Ted Bundy-esque fashion by just grabbing a maid and getting her to open the door. and that,
4: being a, But those well, were the days when you could ask a maid, say, sorry, I forgot my key, and they went, of course, open the door. Mm. It just doesn't work. But
3: doesn't he manhandle her towards the room? I think so. Yes. He yeah. smack her there's,
4: well? <laughs> there's quite a lot of that. Yeah, um, There's sort of an assumption, basically, I think, mm, by yeah, Bond that yeah. um, you are female, therefore you are either an obstacle um or an obstacle and a lover or just a human shield yeah if
3: i had any advice for goldfinger at this point i would say if you're going to have someone watching you play cards and cheat, get a middle-aged bearded fat bloke (laughs) because that way bond can't come in and shag him yeah he probably would yeah Yeah. then
4: he'd probably just kill him kill him yeah yeah Yeah. and then and then just look through the same you know i Eyeglass? What? Yeah. An eyeglass. Oh, binoculars. Binoculars? You know, binoc- yeah. no, was a it? Was, was, it was it binoculars? No, I think it was a. telescope. Thank you. That's, that's, the, the that's monoc- the,
5: monoc- I want to say binocular. Yeah. <laughs> <a,
4: Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> so, so yes, I'm not sure who would escape. You'd either um, be attacked by Bond. You'd either be killed, um, seduced, probably against your will, which I think rapes probably another word. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or well, one of one or the one of the above really. Or if you're a maid, but the maid seems to just. Yeah, there to serve. Mm. Um, and she does... Yeah, it's a bit rum, that. It's all a bit rum.
3: But he takes over and tells Goldfinger, start losing or I'm going to tell the police about what you're doing. And then switches off the radio. Yeah. And then goes to bed with Jill. Jill Masterson. Jill Masterson. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Iconic.
4: Yeah. and, and, and But a truly iconic. Um, You know, really phenomenal. And it's the one thing... I, the one sort of odd thing I have about the title of the film when they say Goldfinger... Um, you know, everything you touches turns to. It, it's an open goal. Mm. Mm. Excitement. Yeah. Gold. Okay. Excitement. <laughs> you know, you could just say gold because that. But okay, excitement. You know, exclamation mark, which always makes me nervous. But the great, but that's that's a hell of a thing. Yeah. There is. Um. Uh. There was. There was a very good. Um, when they were. Wor- um. They were working on. Uh, on that. The song Goldfinger, which we may get to, mm-hmm. but. Um, John Barry, when he was writing writing the song "Goldfinger," um, he, his, Guy Hamilton played Mac the Knife to uh, to John Barry because he said uh, it's a song about a charismatic bastard, and I know they really struggled to do it. But I also love the fact that um, John Barry was sharing a flat with Michael Caine at the time. Did you ever come across this? So John no. Barry was when oh. he was trying to work out this song "Goldfinger," which was just just he couldn't. It's like how the fuck do you write a song about a dude who paints women gold? Mm. How do you sell that as a as a as a as a piece of music and a, and a song um so michael kane and john barry were showing a fat at the same time and he was just just doing his nut over this song and i said how do i do not know how to do it and so he was trying out various chords and lyrics and all sorts of things and michael Caine would literally come down in the morning and just go shut up because he was <laughs> fed up to the eyeballs of this hmm. effing song that john barry was trying to trying to trying to trying to create it's like how do you write a song about a, a dude that, that paints him in gold. Well,
3: didn't Tony Newley
4: write it? They did, yeah. yeah Leslie, so, you obviously Leslie kind of. Bricker. So, they, there was, a, when they one. came together, they yeah. sort of figured it out. Because um, Tony Newley's
3: original version, you can hear, it's very sort of laid back and jazzy, a bit like Mac Knife, actually. Mm. But I guess Barry grabbed that and made it more bombastic and yeah. brassy. Well, I think someone said,
4: and I can't think, it may have been, um, I think it was Harry Saltzman, actually, he said, when he was talking about the song, he said that Bond songs basically they need to be immense, absurd, and eternal. Something and also what I loved is that Shirley Bassey knew no just she just belted it out mm. and the 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 sort of the rule was that I don't know what the hell this is about so I'm just going to go yeah. big big lungs on it and and sell it which is probably a lesson for something, all the singers and actors everywhere
3: something they seem to have forgotten for the last 10 15 years or so mm. about bond songs make them big now they sound like John Lewis adverts <laughs> and they're getting quieter and quieter and quieter
4: and quieter and I miss the big brass section yeah. and the big strings and the build towards and all of that but you know once you see them, and the title sequences and all of that, you sort of you know well, I forgive everything really because yeah. it's Bond. Oh, it's brilliant. Talking
5: of music, there's a there's a there's a strange moment where Bond goes to the fridge to get some more champagne. Do you remember? And he yep. says, "Can't have Bollinger not chilled." It's like listening to the the Beatles without earmuffs. Yes. And I thought, oh, so Bond hates the Beatles. Yes. Yeah. Which is kind of weird and and you know worthy of discussion, but also that kind of sudden intrusion of the real world into mm. a Bond movie. It's a bit like in EastEnders <clears> when they say, all right, David Beckham or something. And you go, oh, mm. so what, David Beckham exists in the world of EastEnders? You know, and suddenly, oh, so the Beatles exists in Bond world? And it was it really jarred. It really it was a yeah. it really, it No, was it always sticks out. out, doesn't it? Yeah.
4: But, There's also some mention he makes when he goes to the, I can't forget, I remember the line, but he goes and he talks about getting getting the champagne and then he throws in some other weird line about some fruit-based product. I'll have to
3: check what that is. But mm. I remember thinking,
4: what, what? Yeah. It's like, are you going to mix your 58 what?
3: <laughs> anyway, that may be in a row. There's also, uh, do you remember the Sneaker Pimp song, Six Underground? Mm-hmm. The background to that song is taken from the score of Goldfinger, this particular scene, when he wakes up and finds Jill painted gold. Ah. There's a little musical refrain there, which they they sampled, and it's in the background of Six Underground. That's nice. Yeah. But the, the, that. the
4: amazing thing, though, about... Um, uh, Jill being painted gold. It is. It is. It's a very well done beat in the film because you do go, "Oh shit! That that's. Oh god, mm. that's awful." Proper message. Proper mm. message, rather than something a little more tepid. And and it, actually, he plays it incredibly well, uh, Connery. He's really quite,
3: like, "Oh shit!" I still yeah, he he think I still I still could. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to have him to have woken up half an hour earlier. Yeah. just the odd job with a fag in his mouth just.
2: Easy that's why it's called That's why good
3: yeah. odd job. He can do all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an odd job for you. Yeah. Yeah. What is it?
5: Could you go and- two coats? Yeah. <laughs> and to take it back to the feminist reading of this film, yes, please. Yes. Um, there was in the 1960s, as you probably know, um, uh, censorship was very, very strong in British theatre and, and stage performance, and the windmill was involved in all of that sort of thing. Yeah. Women could be naked and completely motionless. And couldn't speak, but they could be naked. So you could have a naked woman and say, but she wasn't allowed to move or speak. This is on stage. Yeah, right. In the 60s in, right. in England. And uh, which says volumes about, about men's attitude to women. You yeah. know, women, Objects. as soon as, exactly, once they speak or move, they become human, they become a problem, but they aren't a problem as long as they are completely motionless and don't speak. And painting a naked woman gold is a further kind of men as authors of women's bodies and the male gaze and all that sort of thing, it's a further step, gilding the lily quite literally, of making yeah. a naked woman not only motionless because she's dead, but painted gold and, and kind of made into a statue. So inanimate. Yeah. Mm. So does
4: that mean that the, 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 sort of the, uh, the certificate board's out there going, oh, she's very good. Yeah, yes. that's very good. Well, yes, she, she is good. motionless. PG,
5: yeah. and yes, she's a statue. Exactly. She and she's never f- going to speak. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. She looks rather like an Oscar. Yes, I suppose if she'd stood up and had her hands yeah mm. like that exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah, they they actually obviously did really paint her and left a small patch I believe at the small of her back. Yeah. Which but, they uh, which
4: they, they refer to in the um in, the, the, next f- scene, in the next scene. In the next scene. Because suffocation skin is not a real thing, is
3: it? I no, actually
5: while
4: I was uh, watching it, um my son popped his head around the door. And um, I actually preempted that bit. I said, "Oh, this is the bit which you get painted in gold." And actually, funnily enough, um, your skin needs to breathe, so that you need to leave a. And I thought that was me yeah, being really no. close. Noise from the film, <laughs> like my life. actually. Also, wasn't just it fine. really so made just up said. Of, made yeah. up of quotes? Wasn't.
5: <laughs> Jill in a real state. I mean, I think they used the wrong sort of paint because they couldn't;
4: it wouldn't look around camera stuff. Oh, so I think I think the props boys sort of turned up. Went, yeah, don't worry, we got this. We got some yeah. spare gold. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a the bar- the, the brocade earlier. it will do it. Be all right, won't it? Jill, <laughs> you right with that, Shirley? Shirley? <laughs> oh shit! Oh god, <laughs> she's dead. We didn't but what leave a, a career, though! It is. It's. I mean, it is iconic and amazing. And yes. I don't know. Um, uh, Shirley Eaton never, obviously, never knew her. Um, but I just, I, I don't know whether she celebrated it. Um, um, but I mean, hell could have bumped into her at a convention. She mm. would have been there.
3: I mean, she certainly... I, I don't want to say dined out, because that sounds um, derogatory. I just mean she certainly enjoyed fame because of it. And yeah. you would. Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't you?
5: Well, she's very good in the scene before, let's not forget. Oh, absolutely. I mean, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. she's very good.
4: Yeah.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a hell of a message. So well, Bond goes back to CM and uh, he's told that she died of s- s- skin suffocation from the paint. But he thinks the Goldfinger was behind it. Mm. And so M says, we're going to go and see... How does he deduce that, do you think? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's either him or... Silverprint. Ian Gold, mm. who's staying next door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're going to go and see the uh, Colonel Smithers from the Bank of England. Richard Vernon. Mm. Quick question, though. Mm.
4: Why? I'm really curious about why. Obviously, we, we see Money Penny, um, and she yeah. does the hat throw, which is great. Yes. Um, but also, she, she, she says, invites him over because she's going to cook him angel cake. Mm. Um, and I, I do have a, a very good recipe for angel cake if anybody wants it but
3: I was curious about why angel cake I think I think Moneypenny genuinely going mad at this point because <laughs> in oh. Thunderball she offers about she, she says over your when he says I'll put you over my knee and then she says with yogurt and vinegar <laughs> And I just think she's having some sort of breakdown. That's very
4: weird. Which, does that imply then? She's a a serious risk to national security. I think Mm. so. So if she's going bonkers and offering vanilla, what was it? Uh, Yoghurt and vinegar. Yoghurt and vinegar and making angel cake. I mean, Mm. if she was walking down the street and I was a Russian, I would immediately target her. You should slow down. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, but angel cake, angel cake. I'm, I'm, I was going to bring in angel cake so we could have it, but um, angel yeah. cake is that like Battenberg? Yes, right. Good. That's exactly just, what, what, what it, it is. It's layered. Yes, uh, and he. But he doesn't. It, it, I would have liked um, Bond to sort of look round and go, Sorry, what? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, but maybe it was a sort of I will bake for you. In that again, another very good example of um, of of um, the. Um, you know, the, the the feminist angle of this film. Um, you know, no, I will bake for you, but he doesn't treat her with disdain. Mm, um, no. But, yeah, it's basically Battenberg. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad, because I yeah. thought that, but I thought it might be something fancy that I hadn't heard about with my... Well, I think Battenberg is quite fancy.
3: Well, it is quite fancy, but uh, I've not heard it called Angel Cake.
4: No. No. But they can't call it Battenberg, because that's German. Yeah, that's true. So, Angel Cake.
3: Oh, good. You go. And that's the end of part one of this episode of SmirshPod. We'll be back later in the week with part two. So, please stick around. But in the meantime, why not like, subscribe, review, enjoy, share, tell everybody you like? And you know, why not even buy Thunderbug? Hey, why not? See you next time.
2: Smirchpod Royale. Great.
4: you got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. Alright, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin FEA3709. Oh oh
3: oh, that's our
4: Twitter name.
2: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.